0: charlotte it's shelby it's riley and it's it's time time to to smut up and listen all right so today's book is haunting adeline by hd carlton trigger warnings for today's episode are non slash
1: dubcon graphic violence stalking human trafficking child trafficking child sacrifice (gasps) mentions of a child death explicit sexual situations gunplay, somnophilia, bondage, and degradation. God damn! Yikes.
0: Just a reminder for today's episode and all future episodes, our opinions are subjective. We don't advocate for kink shaming, author shaming, or any other forms of negativity. This is all in good, smutty fun. Enjoy! Woo! Okay, so to
1: start today's episode, I'm going to read a review from Apple Podcasts. E baller twenty three. They say chef's kiss. I don't read smut books, so I am just like Riley. Everything coming out of their mouths are a surprise to me. And I love the raw reaction. These girls are hilarious and just so much fun to listen to. I can say I'm excited every week to smut up and listen. Keep up the good work, lovely ladies. You're truly killing it.
0: Oh, thank you, thank you, you little baller. <laughs> yeah. If you want your review read on our episode, leave one, please, and, and we'll read it. Try to be nice. Yeah, please be nice. <laughs> please don't make us cry. Easy to cry over here. Yeah, we will, and I'll do it on the podcast. <laughs> I don't care.
1: I'm going to start our very heavy book today. We started our prologue. We are at Parsons Manor. Our main character has inherited the old Victorian from her great-grandparents. It's dark. There's a thunder and lightning storm outside. Out the window, when lightning strikes, we get a glimpse of a figure watching her. She's never prepared for it, but her body reacts all the same. Excitement. She thinks, can he see me? But of course she can. She's wearing a tank top with her nipples, poking out and shorts barely covering her ass. She knows he also likes what he sees, but the truth is beyond the excitement. She's actually terrified. He grows more bold every day, and every day he gets closer. The lightning lights one more time and she can't see him anymore so that's
0: our opening scene which is fucking i would not be excited no that sounds terrifying mm. me me
1: Maybe. Charlotte's like, I can go with the stalker. <laughs> yeah. Addie POV. Addie is our main character. Her and her mom don't get along and they never have. But she especially can't stand her mom when she talks down about her grandparents and the house she's just now inherited from them. She's moving into the spooky house after inheriting it a year ago when her Nana passed away. She pulls up to the house and it sounds cool as hell. Cool as hell. It really does.
0: Does it? I yeah. want to at this house. Me too.
1: Parsons Manor is stationed on a cliffside overlooking the bay with with a mile-long driveway stretching through a heavily wooded area. The congregation of trees separate the house from the rest of the world, making you feel like you're well and truly alone. The house has begun to decay, but it can be fixed up to look new again with a little bit of TLC. Hundreds of vines crawl up the sides of the structure, climbing towards the gargoyles stationed on the roof on either side of the manor. The black siding is fading to gray and starting to peel and the black paint around the windows is chipping like cheap nail polish. The lawn is long overdue for a haircut, the blades of grass nearly as tall as me, and the three acres of clearing bursting with the weeds. They have gargoyles.
0: Gargoyles. <laughs> I would love a gargoyle. Mm-hmm. It sounds so cool. On my very normal house. So spooky. <laughs> On a regular street. you yeah. just have a gargoyle. <laughs> with my like flowery welcome sign you have like a purple front door yes i do and a gargoyle Mm, spooky
1: (laughs) as she's standing there staring at the house she catches a movement in the attic the curtains flutter the storm that was brewing finally breaks and she hurries inside Spook. Mm-hmm. It just sounds all around so cool. <laughs> one of my favorite parts is a large bay window at the front of the house, providing a full view of the forest beyond. Placed right in front of it is a red velvet rocking chair with a matching stool. The checkered tiling extends into the kitchen with beautiful black stained cabinets and marble countertops. A massive island sits in the middle with black bar stools <laughs> lining one side.
0: mm mm-hmm. So fancy. spooky. I love it. It kind of... I don't know why but i'm picturing the haunted mansion <laughs> i was gonna say like adam's family their are yeah. built their little mansion oh yeah mm-hmm. i mean fine. both great vibes yeah love it we jump
1: forward to addie's book signing because she's a very successful author i don't know what she writes though do you remember um i want to say she writes like thriller oh okay that one makes sense. That could be wrong, but I think that's what she writes. I think you're right because of how she is, which you learn kind of later with the whole thriller. But she's like successful. Yeah. She got hella money. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hella All money. five star on Goodreads, for sure. She She's nervous and anxious because she says that she actually hates book signing, not because of the fans. But because of how awkward she seems, like she's in her head about how she I just wanted yeah. to. No, I wouldn't either. So I understand why she's anxious. She gets in the groove of the book signing when she feels someone watching her, but she thinks that's stupid because everyone is obviously watching her. But the feeling doesn't go away. The hairs on her neck start to rise and she starts to flush. Someone's still staring. It's a different kind of watching. Mm-hmm. Her gaze looks on a lone person standing at the very back, a man. The crowd shrouds the majority of his body, only bits of his face peeking through the gaps between people's heads. But what I do see has my hands stilling mid-right. His eyes, one so dark and bottomless, it feels like staring into a well. And the other, an ice blue so light, it's nearly white, reminding me of a husky's eyes. A scar slashes down, straight down through the discolored eye, as if it didn't already demand attention.
0: Sexy. Sexy. But
1: when she finishes signing the book that she was mid signing she looks up and he's gone he says like She's he was spotted me never there yeah. Spooky.
0: Spooky.
1: <laughs> we are fast forwarded at a restaurant getting drinks with her best friend Diet. Daya's is talking about how Addie needs to get laid sooner than later instead of being a hermit especially because Addie has plenty of opportunities but refuses to act on them
0: so Addie's hot as hell hot as hell is she yeah Mm -hmm. get some dick girl
1: yeah she says they're all boring she hates the what are you wearing want to come over at one am bullshit you up you up (laughs) so dia demands her phone and when addy finally hands it over she learns dia has texted or rather sexted a boy named grayson which apparently she's hooked up with in the past the text that dia sends her says come over tonight and lick my pussy (laughs) i've been craving your huge cock That's not even all of it. The rest goes into how horny I am and how I touch myself every night at the thought of him. And she turns to Diane and says, I wouldn't even say that. That doesn't even sound like me, you bitch. (laughs) And Grayson responds, about time you came to your senses, baby. Be over at eight. p's." the
0: the worst. worst. He sounds so full of himself already. Grayson.
1: Grayson. And he is just awful. We fast forward to Grayson at Addie's house fucking her. She's not happy and she wishes she had canceled on him instead of trying to blow off some steam. So like mid like him fucking her against the wall, she's like looking up at the ceiling like, why That's did cool. I do this?
0: Uh, 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 I am not having a good time.
1: She's currently wondering if she can grab a spider from its web on the wall in the hallway and put it onto him. Oh, he's banging her. The fuck? As she's debating doing this, a loud banging comes from the front door. So there's someone just standing at the front door, just banging the fuck out of it. Bang, bang,
0: bang, bang. It's, bang, it's bang, so bang. scary. Yeah, because her house is like in the middle of the woods on a cliff. No, what you can't see anything. Her driveway is what like a mile long. Yeah, that's fucking yeah. No. I'm not going over there for a one night stand. No,
1: Grayson is weird. She's not expecting company, so she has no idea who it is. She goes to the window next to the front door and peeks and notices the front porch is empty. Bitch boy Grayson asks if she's going to get the door. So he won't even be like, Do you want me to get that? He's just like, Are you fucking getting the door or not? He's like, I'm scared. He's gonna use her as a human shield. Yeah, get in front of me. <laughs> um, she unlocks it and whips it open to find no one there, but she can feel someone watching her. She's scared now and goes back inside <laughs> where Grace no. and- Right? Where Grayson continues to undress. So he's, like, half-dressed, like, trying to fuck her. And he's like, that didn't happen. Like, let me just keep, like, taking clothes off. He's like, I still got a bony. (laughs) Yes. She kicks him out because she's not going to fuck him after that. And, of course, in typical male fashion, he calls her a bitch and leaves. But not before he punches a hole in her fucking wall. All Right. Yeah, isn't he like,
0: since I'm not getting in any other holes tonight, have this one and then, like, punches her wall. Uh, Oh, I'd kill him. I'd be like, bitch, I'm going to cut your cleaner off.
1: Yeah. And then we get our first diary entry, which we'll go into like in a little bit. But our first diary entry reads, a strange man is outside her window. He only watches when her husband isn't home. She hasn't told her husband yet, but she's not sure why. She's afraid of this strange
0: man, but also intrigued. And at this point, we don't know what this diary entry is or who's writing it. I was going to say, I nothing. Yeah. We just get like a
1: random diary entry. Okay. And then we jump to her shadow's POV.
0: The shadow. The shadow. And who is the? The shadow. It's the shadow.
1: (laughs) The screams of pain he's inflicting are getting a bit annoying. It's never fun being the hacker and the enforcer, but he really does enjoy hurting people. He's losing his patience trying to get the answers he wants. His victim tells him he went to the warehouse a few times and knows nothing of a ritual, which makes him pretty useless. So he tells his victim he can go if he can walk on his severed Achilles heels. That's like a such That's a big fear.
0: <laughs> Someone's yeah. cutting your Achilles tendon and you stand up and like was that in like a hostel? Yeah, was, I was just gonna say like in hostel. There was is that? I feel like I've seen something too where like people will hide under your car and like uh-huh. nick them real quick. <laughs> What? Excuse me? Yeah, it's always a fear of mine. Like, at night, standing by my car. Uh I'm like, someone's under there. Obviously, he can't walk away with his Achilles heels
1: severed. So it's disgusting yeah the shadow plunges a knife through his entire pupil and says you're a child rapist like i'd let you live and now the worst part of his job is cleaning up because who wants to do that after he's done he leaves to go get dinner he's going to a nice burger joint right off of third avenue on his way there he walks past a bookstore now normally he doesn't like books unless they teach him something about computer science and hacking but the board outside the store has caught his full attention. Her picture is incredible. She has long, wavy cinnamon hair brushed over her dainty shoulders. Creamy, ivory skin with freckles on her nose and cheeks. But her eyes are what draw me in. Sultry, slanted, the type that looks seductive without trying. Pink pouty lips stretch into a radiant smile with white teeth. Can you guess who it is?
0: Our Addy girl. Mm-hmm. She sounds hot hot,
1: hot, 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 hot. Girl. Author Adeline Riley. His feet carry him into the bookstore so Riley, can, Riley. That's me. His feet carry him into the bookstore so he can get a glimpse of the real thing. Oxygen, words, coherent thoughts, all that shit escapes me when I get my first look at Adeline Riley in the flesh. Shit. She's even more exquisite in person. I don't know if God really exists. I don't know if mankind has ever walked on the moon, nor do I know if parallel universes exist. But what I do know is that I just found the meaning of life sitting behind a table with an awkward smile on her face i lean against the wall and watch her absolutely enthralled with the little creature before me something inexplicably dark arises in my chest it's black and evil and cruel dangerous even all i want to do is break her shatter her into pieces and then rearrange those pieces to fit against my own i don't care if they fit i'll fucking make them How does that make you feel?
0: Oh. uh, So it was like started off real cute. Yeah. And then it got real aggressive. Mm -hmm. So he's obsessed and addicted. He will cross
1: every line to make this girl his, even if it means forcing her. And then we go to her. Another diary entry. Her visitor is here again, watching her write this. She is scared, but again, she is intrigued, even thrilled when their eyes connect her breath shortens he's coming closer now her husband has also noticed she's been distracted but she won't say why he's leaving now she will see him soon since since this is a common occurrence
0: Mm -hmm. there's like so much like stalking building up oh Oh, yeah yeah. oh yeah (laughs) that too that too stalking too
1: back to Addie's pov she didn't imagine she would spend her friday night digging through the wall of a house that a douchebag punched but here she is she's shoulder deep fucking in the whole grayson fucking grayson is a dick she's shoulder deep in the hole grayson punched with her with her flashlight trying to see if there's anything in there and her flashlight catches something shiny she pulls the picture frame from her great nana off the wall where she suspects the shiny object is and guess what she finds what a safe Mm -hmm. she runs to grab some tools to open the safe and when she gets back it's easier to break into than she thought it would be Mm -hmm. um there's no money in the safe but there are three brown leather bound books she opens to find the first one to find it's her great-grandmother's diary a quick look at the other two show her the same thing she proceeds to stay up all night reading them and grows more disturbed with each each entry so now we know that the diaries belong to her great-grandmother
0: so her great-grandma had a stalker Uh and it was her great-grandma's house Mm -hmm. where she's living yeah what the fuck yeah
1: she wakes up to a thump from downstairs a cloud of unease rolls in her stomach she slowly gets up and realizes someone was just in her house she tiptoes down the stairs with her phone leg guiding her there in the kitchen island is a single red rose the thorns have been cut from it curling her fist she crushes the flower and throws it away She thinks someone is still inside, so she grabs the biggest knife and starts running around trying to find them, which I'm like, I would not do. No. I would sit there with the knife and be like,
0: don't (laughs) don't
1: (laughs) come here. She's obviously not being sneaky since she's literally running around wielding a knife trying to find them, and she doesn't find anyone, so she goes back to the kitchen to grab water. The next morning, she calls Daya to let her know someone broke in, and then she tells Daya everything that happened over the course of the night so grayson the diary journals um everything and dia's like you crazy night yeah (laughs) stay there i'm coming over slow down (laughs) this is a lot to take in in the morning
0: give me the tea when i get there
1: yeah and then we get another diary entry he came back again i would be disappointed if he didn't but this time he walked into the house and revealed the entirety of his face he's beautiful he approached me but refused to speak he even caressed my face with his fingertips so gently. He smiled and then walked out without a word. Daya comes over to make them drinks and help Addie clean the house up a bit because even though she inherited it a year ago, she hasn't like fully gone through everything. Her yeah. mom did some of it, but not all of it. This part is kind of funny. They find her nana's sexy unmentionables and Daya's like, your nanny's a freak. Oh, get it, nanny? <laughs> they put them in the trash pile because who wants their grandma's lingerie yeah that's true i wouldn't addie goes downstairs to make them another drink and guess what she finds what another single red rose and a used whiskey glass so in the last hour (gasps) while the girls were upstairs someone came in had a drink left a flower
0: and left that freaks me the fuck out Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
1: she goes to search the halls of the house and again no one's there she makes them another drink and goes back upstairs and tells dia what was downstairs Ten hours later, is getting ready to leave, and she mentions that she's scared for Addy to stay there and doesn't want her to stay there alone. She wants Addy to come back to her house and call the cops. She should. Yeah. 100%. But Addy's like, it's okay. If they come back, I'll just grab a knife from the kitchen and call the police. No biggie. No biggie. So Daya leaves. Addie grabs the biggest knife from the kitchen and then goes to take a shower for the night. We get another diary entry. John's been questioning her. He wants to know what she does all day while he's at work. She cleans, crochets, and makes sure there's dinner ready when he gets home so he doesn't question. He's suspicious of her now. Her stalker still has yet to speak to her and is driving her crazy. He'll be back. Oh my god. Uh, Then we jump back to Addie's POV. She's standing at the edge of the cliff behind the house and avoiding that intrusive thought. That's telling her to jump. A twig snaps behind her. I feel like I would have that because in too. I would get as close as possible and be like, What would happen? What would happen if I, I just yeeted myself of up? <laughs> a twig snaps behind her and she whirls around. It's just a handyman who was helping rebuild the porch. His crew is leaving for the day and he wanted to let her know, but he notices she's a little too close to the cliff. That so he's like, "Rainy? Yeah. He's like, Are you okay? Do you need me to? call someone like you good you get a job, and she says that she's okay she was just about to head back to the house and he says good because a delivery of red roses just arrived for her
0: uh, her that would freak me out mm-hmm. she goes
1: back to the house to find a note attached to the flowers and it's her first note from her stalker i'll be seeing you soon little mouse she calls the police little mouse me little mouse do you think that's cute I don't think the little mouse part is cute. No. I have a hard time with that. It's very
0: weird. Little mouse. Little mouse. It reminds me of Fievel. Have you guys seen Fievel? <gasps> oh, Fievel Goes West. It's The little Jewish mouse. He's so cute. No. What? This movie? Yeah. You never heard of Fievel Goes West? No, I've never even heard of that. It's oh. It's good. Is it, is it a children's? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm. It's good. Next episode, we're covering Fievel <laughs> Goes West.
1: <laughs> uh, Addie's at home eating breakfast when she hears a knock come from the front door. So this is, I'm assuming, the next day. Mm-hmm. Oh, she peeks out of the curtain to find her mom waiting on the porch. We already know they don't get along, so she's like, fuck. Okay. Tension. Tension. Yeah. Her mom says that she's just here for a brief visit and asks her daughter if she knows why the house should be torn down. And Addie's like, here we go again. Why? Why does the house need to get teared down? Apparently, a lot of people died in the house and not just the construction workers who built it, but her great nana as well. So the diary entries we've been reading, her great nana died in the house. She was murdered. murdered. Oh, she was murdered? Murdered. Murdered. Murder. Addie wants to know if they found out who killed her and they don't. It's still an unsolved cold case. Dread sinks into Addie's stomach because she might know who did it. But she doesn't tell her mom she might know who did it, because nobody knows about the journals. Her mom hopes she makes the right decision and leaves the house now that she knows, and then her mom leaves. We get another diary entry. My visitor spoke to me today for the first time. His voice is deep, alluring. I asked him why he comes around again and again, and he confessed his love for me. He desires to have me. His name is Ronaldo. He didn't stay for long after the confession, but he asked for a kiss. I let him. I didn't even consider John in that moment. My imagination didn't do him justice.
0: Oh. Oh. She let her stop and give her smooches. She goes, John, Hell. (laughs) I don't know him. Fuck you, John. We jump to the shadow POV. He gets a
1: call to his headset. Five bodies in the main area. All of them are armed. Three more on their six and four on their 12. So he's in a mission. Okay. He thinks 12 men won't be hard to take down. Um, superhero. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do you got powers? His headset crackles again. The other man on the other end says, be careful, Z. The other man's name is J.
0: Okay.
1: J and Z. So our shadow, Z, whatever you want to call him, he created an entire organization built solely around ending human trafficking. He started out as a hacker exposing the truths of a corrupt government and then he became more aware of their true nature the depravity of their sickness and turned it into personally snuffing out every single one of them from the bottom up he can't be both a hacker and a mercenary so he created the organization z to recruit hackers to help the mercenaries with their jobs get into the rings kill them get the victims out safely i stationed my mercenaries in high rate trafficking areas and assigned them their own team packers now z has become so big that there are teams in every state and several outside of the country as well j is the only mouth i need to my ear his skill levels out to the equivalent of what three hackers can do and he's the only one he trusts with his life Ah, so like he's also doing something good good yeah jay gets all the locks on the doors and surveillance cameras taken care of and now he's free to move and rescue the girls where they're being held he takes out some of the men but some of the bad guys are stupid and just start shooting blindly and he's like now thinking what if they hit one of the little girls that he's trying to help Mm -hmm. he takes them out minus the leader he's gonna save him for later which is terrifying
0: special treatment oh god
1: he calls jay to send ruby in to help take the girls to safety ruby is kind of like a mother figure in the area that when they're rescuing the girls she takes them gets them clean fed gets them reunited with their families stuff like that that's cool Mm -hmm. his other men haul the leader out for some i put light torture (laughs) later But he mentions that his hunt for the night isn't over. He needs to go play with his little mouse. I
0: have a really hard time with him being like this vigilante snuffing out the pedophiles. And then he's like, also, I got to go stalk this girl and scare the shit out of her. <laughs> yeah. Because I feel like I love her. Yeah. Yeah. We jump to Addie's
1: POV. Her and Daya are at her house and Daya's pleading for her to leave for the night after she just told her about her great nana being fucking murdered there. But she's like, I can't leave. I have to finish a manuscript. And Daya's like, absolutely not. Girls night. So they get ready to go out and have some drinks. Party. Mm-hmm. Go out to the, the clerk. Blow my nose. But Daya's like, no, we're going out. We're going to make you look hot and find a delicious man to take home tonight. In this, And if the stalker comes around, he can kill him too. <laughs>
0: i don't know about that because grayson just punched a wall and left
1: yeah Yeah. and addie rolls her eyes diet it's hard to find a man these days that can even fuck right you think i'm gonna find a man that will kill in my honor too that's cute and dia goes you never know baby girl crazier things have happened i suppose true that Mm -hmm. so they get to the club and the girls are dancing and drinking and you know having fun when she feels a heavy presence at her back hands slide around her waist the smell of spearmint and whiskey invades her senses she turns around to see a hot, tall, attractive man, and she isn't too mad about it.
0: Huh. Yeah. How could it be? How mm. so could it be?
1: <laughs> he asks her to come upstairs to the VIP booth with him. Her and Diego. There are four more men upstairs, all handsome, of course. They learn their names: Archibald Talavera The third is how he. Oh. Archibald. <laughs> he introduces himself.
0: She loves-
1: Birchbone, the third, Esquire. <laughs> his brother Connor, the twins, Landon and Luke, and then Max. The girls tell them their names as well, and Max is immediately like being creepy and weird towards dia They sit down, and her phone buzzes immediately. She has a text message from an unknown number. It says, Sneaking off with random men, Little Mouse. If I catch his hands anywhere near you, they'll end up in your mailbox by boarding. Uh- no one can see her from the balcony, so she has no idea how he can see. What the fuck's going on? The rest of the night she grows more anxious but no new texts show up. Archie's hands, I called him Archie cuz I'm like I'm not typing Archibald out. A no. fucking time <laughs> Archie. Archie, Archie's hands definitely touch her too and she lets it happen because she's like, "I don't even have a mailbox." Chokes on him. <laughs> Where are you going to put up? What mailbox? <laughs> She leaves with Archie and then we jump to a diary entry. Ronaldo likes to tease. After my daughter leaves for school, he comes over. He unbuttons my blouse, burying my breasts, then unbuttons my trousers and pulls them down. His fingers taunt me and then he leaves. He's like, "Ha, you're naked. Bye. <laughs> uh, <nice>. Toodles. <laughs> and, just... uh,
0: and pants is
1: hurt. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like gotcha. the pants and walks away. <laughs> All right. Daya takes Luke home while Archie takes Addie home. Fucking idiot. Why would you take another person home after what happened to the first Yeah. No. She takes him inside and shows him around and then takes him back to the sunroom. It's a big glass box with everything being one window, even the ceiling. Archie takes in the sight and then looks up at the stars with his mouth hanging open. She knows he might be out there watching, but she doesn't care. I don't think the
0: shadow's gonna like this.
1: No. Archie towers over me, molding his front to mine and pinning my breasts against his chest my breath stutters as warmth envelops me his arms circling tightly around my waist and locking me against him i like the way he feels pressed against me the softness of my body molding against the hard ridges of his it feels nice good yes.
0: uh, feels, good. feels nice. good nice good nice good. toy toy
1: <laughs> they kiss and he growls his restraint is slipping what's up with the growling still I every book eh. he says is your pussy wet for me Annie and she whispers, "Yes." Mm, that's kind of hot. Yeah, that
0: is. It is a little wet.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's a little. Um, he fingers her until she comes, and then he says, "You've left a mess on my hand, Addie. It's rude not to clean it up." She makes eye contact as her tongue cleans his fingers. Oh. She grows cold and scared immediately after this because she just caught a movement over
0: his shoulders. <gasps> Something's moving outside. I'd be like, "Oh my god! I just shit." Sorry. <laughs> Someone here Just plops on the ground.
1: <laughs> she tries to get him to go upstairs, but he doesn't want to go. He wants to eat her pussy under the stars.
0: Aww, that's so sweet. so sweet.
1: She's like, Yeah, you're right, takes her pants off, even though she's scared, and then there's a loud bang from the front door. Archie says, are you expecting company? And She says, no. He is not a bitch boy. He rushes to the hallway and towards the front door. He pauses and tells her to stay back. Then he proceeds to pull a fucking gun from his waistband and go outside. So the whole time she didn't know there was a gun on him. That kind of freaked me out. Yeah. Yeah. For several minutes, she doesn't hear anything. So she opens the door to peek. Archie's car is still there, but no one is outside. So naturally, she takes a step onto the front porch, even though no one's out there. And a rose crushes under her
0: foot. But it's not just a
1: rose. It's a rose dipped in blood. <laughs>
0: Who's blank? Also, uh, would you guys walk out there? No. I would go right back in and lock the fucking door. She has this thing where she likes being scared makes her horny. Yeah. She like gets turned oh. on by like the thrill of it. She's like, oh my God. Like she watches scary movies and she's like, ah, oh, sploosh. Yeah. <laughs> Hella so Damn it! I was about to say that. <laughs> Hella
1: uh, she goes back inside, grabs her phone to call the cops, and that's when she sees another text that she had ignored at the club from the unknown number. Don't feel guilty, baby. I don't make idle threats, so consider this a lesson learned. Uh, yeah. The police arrive and they have confiscated the rose and ask her a few questions. This is when she learns that Archie is actually not a good man. He's, like, part of some, like, mob type shit. And shit. Mm-hmm. the police go as far as telling her that the other man might have done her a favor because he beat his ex-wife so badly that she almost died in the hospital.
0: Holy shit. Yeah,
1: he's, like, a bad guy. Mm-hmm. And she mentions to the police about her stalker, but the police on the scene search the f- and there's no file, like, of reports oh okay. so the report that she made is just magically gone what yeah, yeah and then we go to another diary entry i haven't seen ronaldo in three days john and i got into a fight he says that i've changed i've begun to feel like my marriage is wrong and dirty i feel like i'm cheating but not on her husband i feel like i'm cheating on her visitor i'm losing my husband slowly but surely but i don't mind too much how bad can your marriage be
0: where the stalker
1: he hasn't even fucking Said anything, right? Mm-mm. He's just from inside, touched her, not even in a sexual way either.
0: Really pulls her pants down, and then like gotcha, <laughs> and leaves. Yeah, that's and how how would no, you he prefer <laughs> that He's spoken? Because she's like he has a G- oh G- yeah, G- yeah yeah. But still, how would you prefer that over like your husband that you have a child with? Yeah,
1: yeah. I don't know. I don't know either. We jump to the shadow POV, and right off the bat. He says I've committed homicide cold-blooded murder on many men who have worn different faces of the devil and I've done it for various reasons whether they raped a child killed an innocent or destroyed someone's life that didn't deserve it but I've never killed someone out of jealousy first time for everything I guess Archibald Talavera has his lips on my girl and his hand down her pants he's touching her fucking her with his fingers saying dirty things to her that elicit a pretty little blush of color to her cheeks. And at that moment, I decided he wasn't going to live tonight.
0: God damn, you need to calm down. I know.
1: He mentions how Archie is an asshole and deserves to die because he knows about his family and the family's reputa- reputation, and about him like beating his wife and stuff. Mm-hmm. He also mentions that he knows Addie will call the cops and mention that she has a stalker, but it won't matter because he's hacked into the police computer system and deleted her reports.
0: Yeah, so- see, he's scary yeah he
1: is scary and very scary uh-huh. he steps to the door and bangs on it and then steps to the shadows to wait Archie charges out and steps off the porch gun in hand looking to the side to see the shadow but before he can react he's being grabbed the shadow slaps his hand over Archie's mouth twirls his knife and stabs him twice on the stomach but in places where he won't bleed out the shadow pushes his back and knocks him out so he can't scream he slides the rose from his mouth dips it in his blood and then leaves it on the porch he makes a quick walk back to his hidden car and takes Archie away.
0: He taking
1: out. Archie is awake and is about to be tortured. He's in a warehouse that the shadow has converted into small headquarters, living area, hacking area, and torture area. He places him on a table with ropes to strap him down. Archie sees that he's not alone. The leader from the trafficking rescue from whatever, couple days ago, day mm-hmm. ago. Um is also there, already pretty bloated, too. So his dead body is just sitting on the table next to him. Oh, my
0: God. God.
1: Archie realizes this is all over Addie, and he says that she isn't even something special. How dare you? The shadow says what he doesn't know is that the minute I properly introduce myself to Adeline Riley, she won't be able to think of anyone else. I will devour her from the inside out until every intake of breath will only stroke the inferno I've created inside her. Like oxygen feeding a fire, I will consume every inch of her sweet little body until she will think of nothing else but how to get me deeper inside her.
0: He's a little intense. Yeah, he is. Yeah, he's a bit intense.
1: The shadow grabs some tools off his tray. He grabs his special serrated screwdriver and stabs Archie straight through the stomach. He pulls it out slowly. He makes Archie admit all the fucked up things he's done to women, including his ex-wife. And he mentions that he's going to enjoy hurting him and making him bleed.
0: Oh. Dexter. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't think about that this whole oh, time. Eh? Uh-uh. No, yeah, he's kind of like Dexter. Yeah. Sexy Dexter. Sexy Dexter. Sexy. Sexter. Sexter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love that. We jump to Addie's
1: POV. Addie asks Daya if she's heard anything regarding Archie, because it's been a couple of days and no one's seen him at all. Daya, I forgot to mention, also is a hacker, so she hacked into all of Archie's known enemies' like computer systems to see if maybe they took him he's just disappeared like off the face of the planet so, how ha- dia is also a hacker
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah she's like some super sexy smart hacker BSF.
0: Ah, oh, okay but addy doesn't know exactly what she does yeah uh, okay. she just knows that she's good at <laughs> hacking stuff does dia work who
1: knows <gasps> Daya again reassures Addie that this is the worst thing that could happen because she could have been seriously hurt by him. She mentions that she'll be over later with a f- hacker friend to install a security system for Addy. While she waits for Daya, she writes a new chapter for her book. And as soon as she's finished, the mailman is delivering her security system plus an extra box. What could be in the box? Here's
0: Archie's she's- head. What's, What's in the-, the box? What's in the box?
1: No label on it. So how does the postman even know where to bring it? Yeah, that's fucking weird. She opens it to find his severed hands, just like the stalker promised. (sighs) He said he was gonna. He's he's not a liar. He said, bitch, you call me a liar? (laughs) He is a lot of things, but he is not a liar. She runs back inside to call Daya and Daya tells her not to... Don't fucking touch anything. Don't pick it up. Just leave it alone and don't call the police. Like she'll be over in 20 minutes. Daya gets there. And there's, oh, she opens a box and there's a note. While I enjoy punishing you for every time you call the police, let's hold off this time. Wouldn't want to have to hurt them next, Little Mouse. Dia tells her to listen to her fucking stalker and don't call the police. She then instructs Addie to go inside and make them drinks. She's gonna go dispose of the hands and she'll be back in an hour to set up the security system.
0: That's weird. Mm-hmm. I'd be like suspicious. Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't feel like that was... You didn't? Mm-mm. I feel like... Did you feel like it was? No, I've just felt more like... I don't
1: know who I would listen to. I don't know if I would listen to diet and the stalker over the note, or if
0: I'd be, like, so scared I'd fucking call the police. If severed hands showed up at my door, yeah. I'd probably call the police. Yeah. I would not call my friend first. Uh, <laughs> what should I do? <laughs> I just found human hands. <laughs> they look fresh. <laughs> you know, what do you think I should do? But the reason I think it's suspicious. It's probably, uh, yeah, not, but the reason I do is because I feel like if my friend was like, calmly, like, I'll take these hands and just them. <laughs> yeah. I mean, she's a ride or die. That's yeah. true. True. Like, like, I got you, bit. <laughs> That's you friendship. Get... You know what? For you two, oh, my is. Oh, yeah. I, I would do it, but I think I'd be freaking out. Yeah. yeah I wouldn't sure. be calm about it. But, Guess I'll be there. <laughs> <laughs> Give me the hands. I'll take them for you. Give me the hands. As I'm like... <laughs>
1: Oh, my God. Daya returns to Addie's with the news. And apparently Archie's whole family is now dead. There's no witnesses, no evidence. They're all just massacred. Whole ass family. Yeah. What the fuck? Addie mentions that she's a bit relieved about this news because at least his, won't, his family won't come looking for her since she was the last person to see him alive. Because she was like low key in the back of her head. Like, if it's a crime family, I'm the last person that saw him. Yeah. They're going to fucking come for me. So she's relieved, but also like oh yikes. yikes diet and the hacker friend get the security system installed and they leave you're just gonna willy-nilly okay your security system's up the hands are gone bye you're safe now you got it this man bye. can't do anything there's security <laughs> Healy hacked hacked into the fucking police reports yeah what the hell addy goes back to writing her book when she hears a creak above her because mm. she's in the kitchen so upstairs there's a creak She quickly grabs the large knife and heads upstairs. She checks each room and then and notices nothing is out of place,
0: but her door is shut and it wasn't before. She pisses me off. Yeah, she's like the girl that does exactly what you're not supposed to do in a scary movie. Yeah. Let's go find it. Let's split up.
1: And she, (laughs) since her door is shut and it wasn't before, she immediately charges through the door because in her head, she's like, what if this fucking pervert's looking at my underwear?
0: That's her thought process. I would not be thinking about that. That's no. like where she draws the line. I'd be like, please take him. Go. <laughs> Is this what you want? Do you want oh. my my dirty ones I'm wearing right now? <laughs> <laughs>
1: no one's inside her room or her closet or the bathroom, but her great nana's journal is on the floor when it was originally on the nightstand. When Daya comes over later, Addy asks her to hack into the police database for any information regarding her nana's cold case. She tells Daya she thinks she knows who did it and wants to solve the crime. The crime scene and photos are pretty gruesome. She quits referring to her great grandma as her great grandma and starts calling her by her name at this point. So. from now on, I'm just going to say Gigi. She mentions to Daya that the last journal before her her Gigi died has a missing page and she thinks it has crucial information. Daya suggests the killer took it, but she's not sure. But she tells Addie she'll start hacking into the database to get all the information. Mm -hmm. Later that night, Addie wakes up in a panic, sweat coats her skin and hair, but she can't remember what her dream was about. The floorboards outside her room (gasps) creep.
0: Someone's out there. Oh my god. Yeah. so fucking scary.
1: Yeah. Yeah. She holds her breath and another creak follows by heavy footsteps. She slowly gets out of bed as soon as the footsteps stop right in front of her door. She grabs the (laughs) screwdriver she was using earlier to rebuild the nightstand and she waits for him to come into her room. He doesn't. She hears another creak and the footsteps retreat followed by the sound of the front door closing. She goes to her window and peeks outside. She sees him. He's wearing all black with the hood settled over his head. He's tall, very tall, but not bulky. Beneath his clothing, she can tell he's packed with muscle. He stops. How do you tell that? Every single book we have read, I think they're like, we can tell he's buff as fuck. He's just, I can tell. Buff. (laughs) He stops. He turns his head towards her window and the moon highlights his wide mouth and sharp jaw. He smirks and then he (laughs) walks away.
0: Wide mouth. (laughs) (laughs) Okay.
1: Like a large mouth bass. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we go to another GG diary entry. Ronaldo is back. He's bruised and cut up, but he's back. He won't tell me what happened, but the distance got to him. They finally had sex and she can't find any regrets because she wants to do it again.
0: She's like, that dick was good.
1: <laughs> so remember, he wasn't, he was going there every day and then didn't show up for three days straight. And then he comes back and he's like busted up. And she's like
0: panty dropper. She's like, mm, I'm gonna give you this pussy. Who have you been fighting? <laughs> Fight so this pussy. Sexy. Gigi. Not a I, As she's just reading about her grandma getting railed. Yeah. I don't wanna read that. No. No. <laughs> um. I feel like I'd picture my grandma as she is now. Yeah. Old? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um,
1: we jump back to Addie's POV. Addie is going through Gigi's journal in the living room when she hears another thump, but it's in the kitchen. She turns towards the kitchen, but doesn't notice anything amiss. There's movement outside that catches her eye. It's nearly pitch black, except for a bit of moonlight when she sees something, he's back. And he was never caught on the videos. So her security camera is not working. What the fuck? I mean, he's a hacker, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. He takes a couple steps towards the window she's standing at. Because she's in that big bay window in the living room. And she's
0: standing facing him. Yeah. Psycho. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, I I would be living in my closet. I would literally be like, I would duck, (laughs) Like army crawl on the floor. She's like, this this is arousing. She's like, wow. Ooh, fun little game. Mm -hmm. He's about 20 feet away now. He stops and pulls
1: something from his pocket. She can't see what it is until there's a flicker of light. And then the end of a cigarette is lit. She looks away to grab her phone to call the police. She looks back at him and he shakes his head no. He takes a few steps closer. She thinks he's challenging her. So she rushes to the door, flings it open and yells, Hey, asshole, if you don't get off my property, I'll call the cops. He doesn't move. He doesn't answer, but he smiles.
0: Also, he put severed hands on your front. Like don't be yelling at him. No. Yeah. Oh, I'd be like, whatever you need, you need, you need water. Are you thirsty? <laughs> I'm hungry? You want to come in for dinner? <sighs> She narrows her
1: eyes and is about to yell again. When he takes a single step forward, then he turns and walks away. She stands there watches him leave before she even goes back inside. Two days later, Addie is going over Gigi's journals again and investigating information that Dia sends over. She looks up to see her stalker is back. She says, my heart lobs around in my chest, pumping erratically. A low heat sparks in the pit of my stomach, my mouth drying as the burn descends between my thighs. I'm glued to my chair panting from the heady mix of fear and arousal. My cheeks burn from shame, but the feeling doesn't dissipate. I should close the curtains, do myself a favor, and cut us both off from our silent war, but for some unknown reason, I can't get myself to move. She's <Good>. like a <laughs> g-g. While her stalker is out the window, she hears light footsteps above her. She turns her head and lifts her eyes to the ceiling. When she turns back around, she notices he's closer. She thinks he's wondering if another man is here. So she's like, okay, I'm going to fuck with him now. Bad idea. Yeah. Yeah. Terrible. not. Mm -mm. So she looks back up and yells to her invisible man. And is like, I'll be out there later. Don't worry. (laughs) And then she looks back at her stalker, sees he pulls out his phone and slides it back into his pockets. He sticks around for 15 minutes and then he leaves.
0: Mm -hmm. Spooky spoke.
1: Daya and Addie are on their way to her book signing in Seattle and in truth, Addie fashion, she's an anxious little girl again, but Daya and her end up having a great time. They have a couple drinks and then head back to her house. When they pull up, they notice a light is off, and they turned all the lights off before they left. Mm-hmm. Daya does not want her to go inside, and with a little bit of liquid courage, Addie is stomping towards her house pissed off and yells, come out you freak, but no one's there. You're going to to cut your hands off next. (laughs) Fuck, yeah. But what she failed to notice when she barges into her house is the whole fucking living room is covered in roses. They're everywhere. They're covering like every inch of space along with one Mm -hmm. single empty whiskey glass. Daya begs her to go back outside and call the cops. And she's begging Addie to leave and stay the night at her house. And Addie finally relents. She's like, okay, fine. Like, let's go back to your place. When they get to her, Daya's house, she goes to the guest bedroom to go to sleep. But she notices something outside the window. He's back.
0: Uh, uh, and her phone
1: buzzes with a text message. It says, from unknown,
0: you didn't like my flowers? Question mark. Oh. No, I did not. <laughs> She's like, I th- worked really hard on that. Do you know <laughs> how long? I was just going to say that too. <laughs> how long would that take? Do you know how expensive those are? That was 1,200 roses. Bitch. I'm going to punch a hole in your <laughs> wall.
1: <laughs> um, back to a GG diary entry. I can't get enough of him. John hasn't suspected of me cheating, only that I'm different. Ronaldo makes her feel
0: beautiful and cherished. Ronaldo. Ronaldo Has it said this guy's name? The one that's talking at Z. Z? Z. Okay. Or the shadow. Those are the only two references we have. Okay. Mm-hmm. We jump to the Shadows POV. Jay
1: lets him know that there's another video leaked of a kid sacrifice on the dark web. Oh, God. Yeah. He Nothing wants like to know. Uh-uh. He wants to know if it's the four men that they've been tracking. And it's Jay lets him know it's not. These are different men. He tells Jay he will see what he can find out from the new video. But he needs a drink first. And his little
0: mouse has his favorite Whiskey. So he's just like drinking all of her alcohol. He's,
1: he's like sneaking into
0: her house. It's the least you could do. <laughs> You're not being appreciative of my roses.
1: <laughs> he does mention that it's bone chilling cold in her house and he knows it's from the ghosts, but he just casually brushes them off. He's like, get the fuck away from me. And like continues. <laughs> and balls
0: on this man. Like, seriously.
1: Oh, Addy is asleep upstairs and has no idea that he's there drinking her whiskey. We learn that two of his own employees installed the security cameras in her house so that's how he knows how to hack them and splice the images he's like they're my cameras
0: bitch what the fuck <laughs> how is he everywhere he's literally everywhere everywhere Did you ever watch that show the kevin bacon one the following no god damn it it's like this cult but they're like everywhere so like everything he tries to do they're like we're the cult huh, that's the yeah It's like that.
1: Oh, I don't like that. While drinking the whiskey, he has the ritual video on his phone, like on a loop. Like he cannot get over like how he's going to fucking stop these men doing
0: this again. And he's just watching like the child sacrifice over and over again. Mm -hmm. So what does it explain like why they're sacrificing these children? Mm -hmm. Is it for or I'll find out later. You'll find find out. Okay. Return to Addie's POV. She's walking down the hall
1: when a flash of movement catches her eye. She smiles. In all the years before moving in, she's only seen an apparition a few times. She normally just hears and feels like the ghosts of the house. Mm -hmm. Nearly dropping her phone because she's so excited, she hurries after the apparition, which she believes is her Gigi. The apparition goes to the attic and she freezes because she doesn't like the attic. She describes it as a dark presence that consumes the space and doesn't want her there. A loud crack in the corner has her screaming and whirling around. It's a hole in the floorboard. It seems like Gigi wants her to grab something from there. So she walks over to it. Deep in the hole is two crumbled pieces of paper. The first piece reads, I did what I was told to do because if I didn't, I'd know I'd be next. So this is my confession. I helped him cover up her murder. I'm so sorry. The second piece is the missing journal page. It reads, I have to be quick. He said he's on his way and I'm terrified. If I run, he'll catch me. So I'm writing this note down in hopes someone will find it. If something happens to me, John, it
0: was... And then it just stopped. Wait, oh, you didn't have to write the first paragraph. No. You could have just said it was blank. Yeah. And so how did it end? It was... No, it's oh,
1: <laughs> just nothing else. And then how did... I think it describes it. I don't remember off the top of my head. But the no was torn from the journal and put in that floorboard. Gigi didn't fucking put it there or she would have finished it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So who fucking put it there? I think it says,
0: but... I think it was the person who wrote the confession.
1: Oh, yeah. We fast forward a little bit. He's outside watching her again smoking his cigarette. He loves cigarettes. Apparently. Um, she grabs her phone and stands next to the bay window looking at him, challenging him. He pulls out his phone and texts her. They're just like text buddies, though. I know. You ever he, been text buddies with
0: a stalker? I'd be like, block. A lot of good that's going to do. I know, Trail. He'd be like, Louis, <laughs> 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 text you again. Yeah. While,
1: she, while he's texting her, she puts the phone to her ear like she's gonna call the police and he texts am i supposed to believe that you're on the phone with the police i think my little mouse is a liar and it's her inner monologue so she's like oh no he didn't i angrily type back my message me want to find out unknown yeah i do actually i'd love to punish you for it later too my thumb freezes over the letters the last punishment was gruesome and sickening me what are you gonna send me toes next (laughs) He says, it depends, are you still pretending to fuck other guys, or would you rather yell at the ghosts in your house again? Mm. So he hacked the cameras when he, like, looked at her phone the one time when she was pretending someone was up there, and then put it away. So he knows no one's in the fucking house. Oh. Yeah, nice try, <laughs> Yeah. He's
0: like, do you think I'm dumb?
1: <laughs> my head snaps up, and I stare into the depths of his hood. His phone is pressed in his hand, waiting for my response the lighting from his phone is set to low. the dim glow casting enough light to show me his wickedly sharp jawline and a portion of his smirky lips I lift my hand and flip him the bird fuck you asshole in response his thumb starts moving his smile growing wider unknown I plan to I growl at his audacity like hell he'll fuck me me if you come near me I will stab you I'm calling the police if you don't leave right now unknown so do it little mouse
0: Mm. he's she's taunting he's like and I'll kill him too Mm, he will kill everyone literally she calls
1: 911. With one last smile, he types a message and her phone buzzes. She's too scared to look. He turns and walks away. When the cop shows up, he obviously doesn't find anything and leaves. She reads the text. The more you disobey me, the harder your punishment.
0: <sighs>
1: the next day, Diane, and her are having drinks at her house when she tells her all the events of the past night. Addie all of a sudden thinks if he can hack into her security systems, he can hack into her phone and steal her nudes,
0: so she deletes them immediately. She's only worried about her underwear drawer and the nudes on her phone. Yeah, what the fuck? I would not give a shit about that. I'd be like, look at him. I mean, if he's interested in her nudes, he's already seen Oh, yeah. It. Yeah. And Daya confirms he probably has, in fact,
1: already watched her get naked a thousand times, though. Yeah. She asks Daya if, if she, she watched her poop. Probably. probably. He's like, yeah, shit, girl. <laughs> 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 Ew. <laughs>
0: <I'll pass it. laughs>
1: Uh, she asked Daya if she can trace an unknown number. She failed to mention to Daya previously that he's been texting her since before Archie went missing. So Daya's like fucking mad. She's like, why the fuck didn't you tell me this? But she tries to trace the text and she can't. Addie learns that Daya has kept her own secret. Luke, who she took home the night of Archie's incident, has been texting her non-stop asking for more information about that night. He's Snoopy and nothing good will come out of it. Another Gigi diary entry. Frank stopped by today. And Frank we Wheeler is John's best friend. Okay. Um, he can't seem to cheer me up. Ronaldo and I got into a fight. So that's where my bad mood comes from. Ronaldo is still mad that she's with John and won't divorce him. Yeah.
0: Come on, girl. You don't even like John. No. They have a kid. That's true. And they're like fully married. Yeah. He didn't stalk her. No. So they were happy before the stalker came along. And mm-hmm. he's concerned about her well-being because he said she's changed. Yeah, I do. that's valid. Back to Addie
1: POV. Daya and Addie have plans to go to Stains Affair, which is an annual haunted house that they do every single year since they've been kids. Once plans are made, Addie's phone buzzes and she thinks it's Daya, but it's her other BFF, her shadow. Oh, I was like, Shelly, mother. I know, I was like, Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> his text reads, Ready for your punishment, little mouse. She replies back, Why are you doing this to me? And he says, You haunt me. It's only fair I return the sentiment. You're so beautiful when you're scared. Oh, my God. But, like, she's beautiful. I guess. She drops her phone and looks around. She drops her phone and looks around, but she doesn't see anything. So she te- She sees another text that reads, I'm so close, I can smell you.
0: Ew. And you're stinky. Yeah. <laughs> take a
1: shower, bitch. <laughs> Ew, take a shower, shower. <laughs> her panic sets in, but then she gets mad. She responds, quit being a pussy and then come out. And I put, this girl is fucking nuts. Yeah. She's just asking for him to mm-hmm. hurt her. Mm-hmm. Footsteps sound from above her. He replies, come find me. And I put, this bitch, of course, doesn't find a rational thought And types. Here I come, asshole. Uh, you dumb bitch. Yeah, she is dumb. Mm-hmm. She's dumb as fuck. She grabs a knife and starts to search her house. Every room she has looked in is empty. She gets to her bedroom. When she pushes the door open, he doesn't even try to hide. He's on her balcony staring at her with a wicked smile. Mm-hmm. With his husky eyes. What? 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 <laughs> wow. Gigi diary entry ronaldo takes her on a mini vacation she told john that it's a girl's weekend oh I was it was like to say where'd she tell john she was girl's weekend girls um day. and she mentions that it was a
0: magical weekend that's about it meatball weekend Ooh, <laughs> meatball weekend <laughs> meatball weekend we need another meatball day we do. i would love to have a meatball day i don't drink anymore but that was neither so do we, i i could have a mocktail meatball yeah. day yeah and do like yoga yeah uh-huh. this is a joke i'm always so funny look at you goat yoga <gasps> yeah then have that at andaline we should do that that would be pretty fun is it all year round i don't know i can look okay goat yoga sorry
1: <laughs> Addie. back to Addie's pov back into the book she's immobilized with fear staring at him and he's so close she tells him to take off the hood he doesn't her fear is slowly turning to anger again she like is scared but then like Horny and angry. So many emotions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She well, whirlwind. I know. Honestly, she tells him to take his hood off again, and he does her fear triples. I thought he
0: was supposed to be hot.
1: He is hot. He is hot. Scary hot. Mm. She says his face is unlike anything I've ever seen, but that's the thing. I have seen him before. The mismatched eyes give him away. So he, she recognizes him from her book signing. <gasps> oh. <laughs> And then I have another description. His right eye darker than the midnight sky, and the other the exact opposite. His left eye is so bleached of color it's nearly white. The scar starting from the middle of his forehead, slashing down through his white eye into the middle of his cheek, is something I haven't been able to forget since I saw him in the bookstore. Despite the ugly scar, it only serves to heighten his utter beauty. A jawline so sharp he could cut diamonds with it. A straight, aristocratic nose. Full lips, short black hair, just long enough to run your hands through. He mm. Mm. does sound pretty. He sounds handsome. She's speechless from his beauty. And he says, cat got your tongue, little mouse? She finally chokes out a sentence. What do you want from me? He prowls forward until his whole body presses her against the wall. It takes her a minute to process this and she goes to swing her knife but can't move it. She looks down to see he's holding the knife by the fucking blade Ooh. and his blood is dripping to the floor he jerks a blade once and it falls to the ground yeah he just
0: doesn't even care unfazed i got a paper cut in my whole day's room i know i'm like already yeah. mad it's like weaking my hands
1: uh, yeah his bloody hand grabs the back of her neck and the other comes up holding the blade so it didn't go to the floor my bad. he uses it to, to tip her chin up and murmurs you're even more beautiful up close he says, Here's what's going to happen. I'm going to allow you the opportunity to run and hide. If I find you, then I will deliver your punishment. If I don't, you go unpunished and I leave. Fine, I whisper. How long will you search for me before I win? He smiles, I'll give you five minutes before your ass is bent over my knee. Your time starts now, Adeline. Better run. I'd be like, you She's up. gonna run. She's gonna run. Come find me. <laughs> She runs straight for the stairs and goes down them. She makes a left turn for the hallway and slips into the first bedroom just as his heavy steps start to move above. She goes to the closet and hides, but she's not being quiet. The bedroom door slowly creaks open and, he, and the closet door opens next. He's found her. She runs past him and heads to the front. He yells, if you unlock that door, there will be consequences. So she turns and bolts for the living room instead and heads back towards the sunroom. She barrels straight into him. He says she's too predictable.
0: Oh, yeah. How close are we to the the scene?
1: Oh, it's coming.
0: Let's see. Is there a good... It's like the scene that everyone who reads this book is like... Like, everyone who's read this book knows what I'm talking about right now. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. But I don't want to say more and give it away. No.
1: Oh. So he catches her in the sunroom. His breath skates over my cheek as he presses himself deeper into my body. He's so much bigger, his body enveloping me until all I can see, feel, and smell is him. Warmth, leather, that unique scent that belongs only to him in his black clad body surrounding me. I like you scared, he whispers, sending shivers down my spine. I like you begging and pleading, crying out for God to save you. I feel the touch of his hand on my face and I flinch away. His fingers lightly trace over my cheekbone to my hair, tugging the loose strands behind my ear. I like you trembling beneath my touch uncontrollably. It's time to punish you, and I've thought of many ways I could do this, he says. I'll be nice this time. I open my mouth, but he cuts me off with a deep growl of warning, but only if you are too, Adeline. (laughs) He needs to go to therapy. Yeah, big time. (laughs) His hot breath fans against her cheek, and his lips glide along her jaw and down her neck. He bites and kisses her neck, and her back arches involuntarily. Her body is betraying her fear. She's hella soaked. Hella soaked.
0: you want to eat that dude?
1: <laughs> she's breathless when he pulls away and then does something so fucking stupid she bites his cheek and blood spurts into her mouth like she's like, ooh, I like this and then she's like, chomp. <laughs> she just takes a bite out of him. I thought, <laughs> obviously he's not so happy so he chokes her and like hits her head against the wall. Oh, And then he proceeds to tell her, I'm beginning to think you like being punished, which means I'm just going to have to do better. He grabs her and carries her down to the steps further into the sunroom. She's kicking and slapping him, but it's not doing anything because he's fucking massive. Yeah. Um, He drags her body down his front until her legs are wrapped around his waist and he's cradling her to his chest. Then he sets her on the ground flat on her back, kneels before her with his arms on either side of her head, embraces himself over her.
0: It's the part, you guys! I'm scared. It's the gun scene. Gun scene. Gun scene. He supports himself on one hand as the other reaches behind him. I open my mouth, gearing up for more insults. When his arm reappears, a gun in his hand. You let a man touch you in here. Make you come, he states, his tone bled dry of emotion. Normally I'd replace his fingers with my own but I think you need something else to teach you a lesson. Okay, I'm sorry. I rush out, my eyes widening as he points the gun to my chest. I, I'm really, shh, he hushes. You're not sorry yet, little mouse, but you will be. Oh, she will. She will be.
1: He tells her that he's not going to kill her. He punctuates his response by dragging the tip of the gun down the valley of her breast and stops at the edge of her leggings. Take these off, he says. She does as he says. He tells her to take her sh- t-shirt off as well. She does. Fucking beautiful, he murmurs. He leans down and kisses a bruise he's left on her shoulder from biting her and asks, Do you know what these mean? As he kisses another, she doesn't answer. These mean that I own you. Mark you as mine. He bites the swell of her breast. He continues kissing and leaving hickeys down her tits and across her stomach. The <laughs> audacity of this man. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Do you think he's sexy yet? I, he, I think he's more scary than sexy. Yeah. I mean, there's something there. Sure. When my body is well and abused from his teeth and tongue, he lifts up and forces my thighs open. I strain against him, but it only hurts me in the end. He's too strong. His pointer finger curls in the edge of my thong, tracing the lining from the juncture of my thigh down towards my center. Before he reaches my clit, he pulls the material out and runs his finger up and down the fabric his finger a mere inch from my pussy. Oh my god. I want to cover my face because I know he's feeling my body's betrayal. These are soaked, he rasps out, his lips still wet from his saliva. She said, that's called discharge. (laughs) (laughs) He then pulls my thong to the side, bearing my pussy to him and the arousal glistening from within. He mutters a curse under his breath as his eyes devour every inch of me. Another tremble of my lips has me biting down on the traitorous flush. Keeping one finger hooked in my underwear, he points the gun in my face with the other. I recoil, pinching my eyes shut and letting loose a startled yelp. Relax, I just want you to suck on it. <gasps> yeah, relax, I'm just putting the gun in your mouth. <laughs> God, it's, why are you being dramatic? <laughs> why the fuck? He taps the tip of the gun on my mouth, effectively cutting me off. The rest of my words dissipate as he slides the gun across my lips, as if he's painting them with lipstick. "'Suck!' he orders, his tone deepening with finality. I squeeze my lips tighter as I twirl my tongue over the cold metal, cringing from the nasty taste. "'Such a good girl,' he says, pulling the dripping gun out, a trail of saliva following until it snaps. My entire body locks when I feel the cool metal slide against my clit. (laughs) I flinch against the foreign touch of an incredibly dangerous weapon. Pure terror washes over me, and it takes all of my strength to keep from full-on sobbing. Holding a gun to my head is far less intimidating than it being held between my legs. Right when I open my mouth to ask what he's doing, he sticks out his tongue, saliva pooling to the tip and dripping off into my pussy. Can never be too wet, can you, little mouse? I mean, <laughs> wise words. Yeah, uh, yeah. Sitting up, he circles my entrance with the tip of the gun, the metal slipping against my skin. Slowly, he works the gun inside me. <gasps> drawing out both pleasure and pain, I clench my jaw, shuddering from his ministrations but refusing to make a sound i won't give him that satisfaction he works the weapon halfway in before the gun retreats to the very tip oh my god this is so so fucked up beyond fucked up but when the gun pulls out and sinks back in again a noise does slip through as a wave of pleasure rocks through me damn girl (laughs) (laughs) good girl he breathes open wider baby the hand still holding my thong to the side nudges against my thigh. Without thought, my thighs instinctively fall further apart. I can feel how tight your pussy is. The way it grips onto my gun when I slide it out. So fucking pretty. <laughs> it's oh scary. my god. I bite my lip, but it isn't enough to hold in the next moan or the one after that. I can hear the suctioning. and slurping noises as he fucks me with his gun. (laughs) I have no words. And shame fills me in response. You should be. Honestly. Ashamed. I would think about how you would feel the next day. Like, oh my god. That was weird. I was fucked by a gun. When he angles the gun in a particular way, he hits a spot inside me that sends my eyes to the back of my head and an unchecked moan to slip free. He growls in response, my back aching as he continues to hit that spot. My heart jumps when he leans down, but he only clamps his teeth on my inner thigh. I cry out from the sharp bite, but it quickly morphs into pleasure when he hits that spot again. His mouth sucks and his movements quicken until I feel the beginning of an orgasm settle low in the pit of my stomach. Tell me what you learned, Adeline. He demands, looking up at me, his mouth wet from his biting. The sight makes my heart drop into my belly, right to where the gun is driving into me. Not to bite your cheek, I guess, my voice trembling. (laughs) God. He answers by biting my thigh in a punishing grip. Are you going to make me ask again? I open my mouth, but no answer comes out. My silence allows for me to hear his warning, warning loud and clear. He cocks the gun. Okay, okay, fuck. I relent on a terrified hush. I learned not to let another man touch me. Who's the only one allowed to touch you, Adeline? I close my eyes, hating the lie that's about to slip from my mouth just like the tears are from my eyes. You, I whisper. You have ten more seconds to come, little mouse. No more after that. He warns before, nipping at my thigh again. Rub your clit, baby. (laughs) <laughs> i hesitate <laughs> that's where you draw the line yeah <laughs> i hesitate the last thing i want to do is allow this man the satisfaction of making me come and even worse helping him do it <gasps> oh my god that's the gun scene the gun I thing. why everyone talks about that so
1: yeah. yeah she reaches down and does what she's told good girl he whispers it takes two more thrusts of the gun before she's coming he rips the gun from her pussy and stands she looks up to see him swallow the barrel of the gun and lick it clean before he puts it back in his pants. He brings the rose out of his pocket, but it's crushed. It doesn't matter. He lets the petals fall over her naked body before he walks away. And then she
0: finally allows herself to cry. Can you imagine how scary that would be when he, like, cocked it? I would shit my pants. Yeah, I would, would literally. I would immediately shit. Yeah.
1: Yeah, no. For the next three nights, he stood outside her window watching her and she stares back, but he doesn't come inside during the day either, only at night. And she doesn't tell Daya about any of this. <sighs> she meets Daya for lunch and she's covered in bruises and hickeys, but she doesn't want anyone to know, so she tries to cover them as best as she can. Okay. They talk more about Gigi's cold case to try and narrow stuff down. They figure out Ronaldo was in a crime family slash mob boss type of shit, but that's as far as it goes. While they're at lunch, Max, Archie's friend who was weird towards Daya the first time they met them, mm-hmm. Um, interrupts. He's been asking too many questions like Luke. He doesn't believe Addie's story and wants more details, but she doesn't have anything to give him. He gives up on his questions and says he'll be in touch soon and then he leaves, which is also fucking terrifying. Yeah. Since he's friends with Archie, he's also in the mob. Yeah. Um... <laughs> We have a Gigi diary entry. John is drinking too much and he's getting to be mean. Frank had to carry him in the house and take him to bed. He accused me of cheating in front of Frank and his other associates. I denied his claims.
0: Liar. Yeah, you are a liar, Gigi. Shadow POV. She's so pretty when
1: she thinks no one is watching. She trudges up the stairs and she looks tired. Dark circles are beginning to form under her eyes. He wants to smooth them away just to bring them back again. He wants her to be tired from staying up all night taking his cock. (laughs) It doesn't sound like she, like,
0: entirely wants your gun con- that much yet.
1: Watching the gun slide in and out of her was just as torturous for him. He mentions barely making it to his car before he was coming in his hand. So, like, he immediately left and was just, like, uh, 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 uh. <laughs> <laughs> She doesn't know that he's hiding in her closet watching her get ready for bed. Uh, yeah. He mentions that he feels like a 15-year-old boy who just discovered pussy for the first time. Every time he sees her, he wants to come in his pants. <laughs> Calm down. Yeah. Control yourself. He wants to touch her, kiss her, and make her feel his in every sense of the word. Can you imagine? She just like lays down for bed and just like
0: is just farting.
1: (laughs) Yeah, she's She's like. He watches her read Gigi's journal in bed for a while, and he sees how she's part equally disturbed, but also enthralled by the idea of Gigi loving her stalker like he's just watching her emotions mm-hmm. on her face. Because that's exactly what's
0: going to happen to that presumptuous. Yeah. You should start writing your own journal and, <laughs> and trade. Yeah. <laughs> And then he says in this highlight, when you make someone
1: fall in love with the darkest parts of you, there's nothing you can do that will scare them away. They will be yours forever because they already love all the fucked up bits and pieces of you. So that's like his game plan
0: is to like make her love him this way. Well, so manipulator. That- yeah. I think like his thing is that he wants her to see him as the piece of shit he is. Yeah. And then still love him. So that way she doesn't fall in love with like a fake version of him and then be like, oh, wow, he's actually a piece of shit. Yeah. Which like makes sense. But also like you could probably do it like a little bit. Oh, yeah, for sure. (laughs) Yeah. She falls asleep, and as he steps out of the closet,
1: the cold air rushes him again. It's another ghost. He turns to leave and wants to brush the hair from her face, but knows he can't touch her or she'll wake up, so he just lays her rose on the nightstand and leaves. His phone rings when he gets outside, and it's Jay. He's calling to let him know that one of the guys they've been keeping tabs on is in town along with some of his colleagues. Jay suggests he makes friends with the disgusting people to get in with them since their hacking hasn't gone very far. And he agrees and he's like, okay, I'll fucking try my best.
0: I feel like that'd be so hard.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. You have to like sit there and pretend to like want to be a, a pedophile. pedophile. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Disgusting. Addie wakes up to a rose in a text message. The text message reads, you're so pretty when you're asleep. So she now knows that he was in her house last night because of the text on the rose. Um, she doesn't respond though. She's like, I'm not texting him back. Leave him on red. Yep. But then she responds later. She just can't that no, and she tells him that he'll look pretty after she stabs him.
0: She's so dumb.
1: Yeah, which yeah. she knows because she says she can't say why she likes antagonizing him so much, but she keeps doing it yeah he replies I think you're gonna stop me the phone lights up with an incoming text the vibrations in the bed travel up my legs i snatch it up i fucking love gouda cheese god damn it i don't know why that oh because she's eating like a charcuterie board on her um, i was like was why
0: the... did i highlight that no <laughs> what does that mean i fucking love cheese. <laughs>
1: i forgot. I should have highlighted that part um the text reads i'll be seeing you tonight little mouse and then she texts back from outside my house and perf- Preferably in cops' handcuffs, and he replies, "You don't need a cop to get me in handcuffs, baby. I'll let you do anything you want to me." I'm <laughs> out. Bow- he's like, just ask nicely. I know, he's like, girl. <laughs> I'm into that. I'm into a lot. Yeah. (laughs) She mentions that her pussy pulses from the illicit thought of him handcuffed to her bed. So now she's hella soaked. After she had a gun up in her. Mm -hmm. Then she gets another text and it says Are you playing with yourself, little mouse? Touching your sweet little pussy to the thought of me handcuffed to your bed? He's like up in her head. It's Mm -hmm. wild. She replies, saying that he's gross, but also, like, how the fuck did he know that she was, like, hella soaked over that?
0: Yeah. He's like, bitch, I know you like me. I know. Uh-huh. I know you
1: did. Her hand snakes down her panties and she starts to touch herself, and then he texts, You're a liar. Mmm. <gasps> That is so <laughs> freaky. I'd be like, Where are you? <laughs> <laughs> Just come out. She texts back and tells him to fuck off. And he says, Next time you tell me to fuck off, your clit is going beneath my teeth. <gasps> she holds her phone and types fuck off, but doesn't send it. She really doesn't know why she's like instigating him. And she goes to throw her phone away from the bed and ac- accidentally hits the send button. So she told him to fuck off again. <laughs> she says that. <laughs> yeah, she did. She goes, Bye that. <laughs> <laughs> her phone pings. She swoops her phone up and hurries downstairs to the kitchen. She pours herself a drink and then gets the courage to look at the text message. It says, Oh, little mouse, I can't wait to eat you. There will be nothing left of you once I'm done. You,
0: <laughs> I'm so sorry, but the, the biting of the clip. <laughs> is just a little nibble.
1: she goes back to her room and gets into bed she tries to sleep but she can't and then where sometime in the middle of the night she falls asleep and she feels something rub up against her arm but she's all like groggy like you know when you wake up and you can't get your bearings right yeah so she can't pinpoint what's on her arm and then something glides around her wrist and she gains a little bit more consciousness something goes around her other wrist again she's still like waking up so she like tries to get the blanket off her but she feels it move off of her and like come down her body I'd throw up you know (laughs) when the cool air hits her body she's now like i'm fucking awake like what's going on she goes to scream but something's over her mouth her mouth has been taped shut oh my god her arms are above her
0: (laughs) heavy sleeper Uh uh-huh fuck yeah
1: (laughs) Her arms are above her, tied to the headboard by thick ropes. Her stalker has her trapped by his thick thighs. And he says, what did I tell you, little mouse? (laughs) Well, (laughs) thickums. He plants his hands on her hips and holds her to the bed. She can't fight him off. He starts to lift her shirt and expose her black panties and flat stomach. You are absolutely exquisite, he breathes. Fuck off, I growl. And he says, don't
0: mind if I do. I'ma bite your clitty. Mm. Is he gonna? Maybe. Mm. My eyes round when his fingers skim beneath the waistband of my underwear, teasing my sensitive skin and warning me of his intentions. I suppress the shiver determined to maintain my dignity, even as he pulls them down to my knees in one move. Instead of discarding my underwear, he bundles them in a ball and slides them in his pocket. <laughs> Nasty boy. <laughs> Quickly, he works his hands around both ankles while avoiding a foot to the face. And then he forces my legs apart, pinning my knees to the bed as he bears my pussy. Also, ow. Yeah, that's yeah. like dis- dislocating it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Rage, unlike anything I've ever felt, floods me, replacing the fear and helplessness. I scream beneath the tape. Raging and cursing him as his eyes eat up the expanse of my center. He inhales deeply. Fuck, you smell just like I remember. So fucking sweet. Ew. She's like, I had a skittle. <laughs> <laughs> I had one skittle. Just one. Just one. And I'm sweet as a get <laughs> He grips my hips and roughly yanks me down, tightening the bonds of my wrists and giving him full access to my pussy. Another soft kiss, an inch above my clit. I can't stop the whimper that releases from my mouth, sticking against the tape, just as my lips are. But the tape doesn't mask the sound like it's masking my words. I feel him pause, and then he smiles against my skin
1: in this moment she has like intense self-hatred and hatred for him and she's like this is my fault like i instigated this i'm like sad
0: yeah because like it's not her fault that this is happening to her it's not your fault no but also instigate him it is not your fault just like um, that what's that movie i totally know which one is goodwill hunting yeah Mm. (laughs) got that movie rest in peace robin we love you. This episode is dedicated to Robin Williams. I loved every movie. Big fans, big fans. I shudder beneath his touch, his hot breath fanning across my most sensitive area. And then I feel them. A stubborn tear slips free as his teeth scrape against my mound. Mound A stubborn tear? A tear. Yeah. tear. <laughs> oh, no, S- a sal- tear. Wait, is it a tear? It's a tear. Tear, tear, tear. tear. Tears. No, tear it's no tears. No tears. <laughs> no tears. A stubborn tear slips free as his teeth scrape against my mouth. I scream and thrash against the feeling, dislodging his teeth from my skin, only for my body to jerk right back into his mouth. His tongue slides against my clit, a feral groan releasing from his throat as he tastes me. <laughs> She always fair off. <laughs> Uncontrollably, my eyes roll and my head kicks back as the most delicious feeling envelops me. Disgust at myself, my body for feeling anything else, and disgust that he is taking something that I didn't willingly give. Fuck, he growls against me, the vibrations f- forcing me to suck in a deep breath. You're so fucking creamy, he rats. <laughs> oh. <laughs> creamy, creamy. Now more than ever, I hate myself and the reaction my body has to adrenaline and terror. He licks the entirety of my slit. Ugh, slit. <laughs> I hate <the> game. <laughs> <laughs> His tongue moving leisurely all the way up, the bundle of nerves before he sucks my clip between his teeth and clamps down. <sighs> oh, God. And just like he said he would. <laughs> he proceeds to push her legs back
1: far enough that her ass is no longer on the bed, which oh. I was like trying to picture that. And I was like, he's, like <laughs> yeah. So now all her arousal in a spit is rolling down her stomach. She can feel his body tightening with need and he starts to shake. He goes back to biting her clit, not eating her out because she's moving. And he told her not to move. No, I need to
0: make this <laughs> as hard as possible for myself. <laughs>
1: Once she's on the verge of it being almost too
0: painful, he stops and starts to finger her. Oh, God. You're so fucking creamy. (laughs) Remember this, little mouse. He murmurs in between nips. Remember that your disobedience brings you pain. Another sharp nip. My hips jerk away, but the action is futile. I know you remember how good it felt when my gun was fucking your pussy. Imagine my tongue inside of you. My cock. The pleasure you'd feel would be blinding. <laughs> she's on the verge of
1: coming even though she tries to fight it but he doesn't stop he now adds two more fingers as he continues to bite her clit he refuses to push her over that edge and let her come and that pisses her off so she tries to kick him so now she's mad all over again and she's like trying to she's yelling at him through her tape and he finally rips it off he tells her to stop telling him to fuck off and she says she probably will tell him again he asks if she understands what happens if she does she keeps her mouth shut she does not want her clit bitten again And has roared for not saying to fuck off he starts to properly eat her out
0: oh how
1: kind <laughs> yeah he's like do you now understand so he stops eating her around he's like do you now understand like to fucking listen to me and she's like loud and clear kitty cat since he calls her a mouse cat and mouse <laughs> and now he ravages her pussy <laughs> just as she's about to come he plunges two fingers inside her and she clamps her thighs around his head and she starts to come. He groans and continues to lap at her pussy until
0: she comes I down from hate her, her orgasm. Yeah, the when they're like she's, lapping up. He's just a little kitty cat lapping cream. <laughs> <laughs> Shelby, why would you have said this? <laughs> she, Shelby, egg. <laughs>
1: He continues to eat her out until she's coming down from her orgasm. He rips his mouth away, crawls up her body, and grabs her cheeks to hold her mouth open. His mouth skates over her lips once before a trail of saliva drops from his mouth into hers, and he tells her to swallow her juices.
0: (laughs) He inks himself away, and their bodies start grinding on each other being consumed by him feels like drowning in water with a live wire in it electric currents ravish your body until you're overcome with it no oxygen no thought no control and when it's over he yanks you out of the water the electricity still dancing across your skin currents sparking between your bodies but you can see and think clearly again all you can feel is like you've been ripped to shreds like your body chemistry has been completely rearranged and you've come out of that water an entirely different person mm. That's so well written mm-hmm. uh-huh. that was books really well written. So Did you book. read? Um, does it hurt? No, it's on my oh. list, but I haven't read it. I liked it. Did you? Mm-hmm. Is it a smut too? Mhm. It's kind of similar to this. Oh. Okay. It's like dark, but I would say a lot less um heavy. Mm. He
1: reaches over, unties the ropes, and turns to leave. He stops at the door, turns to look her, bites his bottom lip to stop himself from saying something, and then he leaves, shutting the door on the way out. <laughs> <laughs> And again, once she's alone, she starts to cry. I would too. Yeah. Yeah. Gigi Diary Entry. John is drunk again. I told him I need space, so she snuck off to see Ronaldo. I know I'm horrible, but I don't know how to stop. John grows angrier and gets drunker as the days pass, and she's scared he's
0: going to hurt her. So maybe Ronaldo's not the murderer. (gasps) Yeah, she's scared of John, not Ronaldo. But we don't know. (laughs) We, so much unknown.
1: I Yeah. <laughs> like, the plot is very heavy on, like, the cold case, the, like, vigilante bullshit. And then there's, like, light spice. The spice is not light. Well, no. But, like, not as much spice as people make it out to be. Yeah. We go to the shadow POV. He doesn't regret it what they did and he knows that's fucked up her actions speak an entirely different language than her words that's how he knows she's just in denial about wanting him and he knows it doesn't make it right or justify it at least he knows the piece of shit she knew he would follow through with the threat but continued to tell him to fuck off and the harder she fought him the harder his cock got
0: oh god the only i really love when they tell yeah. only- i really like when they fight I love when there's no consent.
1: <laughs> the only thing that stopped him from pulling it out and fucking her was her face after her orgasm. She felt nothing but shame and he could see it on her face. So he'll wait and bide his time until it happens. He's in his car about to take care of his blue balls when his phone rings. So he's just going to jack off in his car outside her house. Oh, God. But Jay calls. Jay tells him that the Satan's Affair haunted house is coming to town. And he just received confirmation that the men they're looking into have tickets to the... Haunted house. He also explains that there's a lot of young kids there for them to kidnap to, so they're gonna go. Yuck. Uh-huh. Jay and him hang up. He goes onto his computer in his Mustang because it's like tricked out like a cop car, like it has like a bunch of computer monitor systems in it and stuff. So he goes onto the computer and checks out the Satan affair guest list and who bought tickets and stuff. And it guess who else got tickets.
0: Yeah, she did. Daya, yeah.
1: So now he's definitely going. He waits two whole days before he taunts her again. He texts her, I can still taste you, little mouse. No, she she can't. can't. Yeah gross. He says, there are zero expectations for her to reply today. I'm sure she's still nestled comfortably in that corner of her head where she hates herself and is convinced she'll never give me the time of day again. But that corner is a farce and we both know it. The feel of my gun inside her, the feel of my gun inside her scared her, but the feel of my tongue on her pussy and how hard she came will fucking haunt her. She'll cry about it for a little while, but soon she'll fall right back into temptation.
0: Ew, he's so yucky.
1: And then she does reply to his text message, actually. She texts him and asks if she knows her great-grandma also had a stalker. And he's like, that's a 180. <laughs> yeah, he's like, whoa, girl. Um. He wants to know if she has proof and she says not yet, but she's going to find out the proof of who did it and prove that all stalkers are psychotic freaks. So here we go again. She's going to start taunting him. We don't do that. Yeah. yeah. Just
0: maybe like for once. Let, let's not do it. Let's just skip that. He clearly explained to her, if you keep doing it, punish bad things will happen to you. She... Bite your clit. <gasps>
1: She thinks she knows me already, but my little mouse couldn't be further from the truth. I stalk her because I'm a fucking addict. I'm fascinated with every move she makes. Every word that comes out comes from her pretty pink mouth. And now I'm addicted to her scent, her taste, and the way she sounds when she's scared for her life just as much as I'm addicted to the way she sounds when she's begging for more. It's not something I can explain. When I saw her, I fucking nearly fell to my knees with need, and I will have her. But not because I'm psychotic and delusional. I'm not gonna make a goddamn shrine of her and convince myself that we you're destined to be together by the gods or whatever weird shit people believe these days i'll have her because she's the first thing that made me feel something good in so long and i've become obsessed with and
0: i've become obsessed with keeping it okay but like i could see you making a shrine (laughs) yeah i wouldn't that wouldn't be the weirdest thing you did no i wouldn't be shocked (laughs) no <laughs> he
1: pulls the camera feed from her house and sees addie sitting on her bed staring at her phone so there's cameras in her room so yes he has seen everything he thinks she do you about cameras in toilets
0: no oh no what a weird angle that's a thing is it mm-hmm. where in the toilet hole but like where are they just want to see shit coming out of your <laughs> asshole to know? that's so gnarly <laughs> yeah like i would assume like public bathrooms He pulls
1: the camera feed from her house and sees Addy sitting on her bed staring at her phone. He thinks she is funny when she's angry and watches her type of message. She says she's sure he will kill her just like her Gigi stalker did to her Gigi. He rolls his eyes at her being dramatic and hits the call button. They now think she's being dramatic. No. (laughs) No. Yeah. And then they have a full phone conversation. So they've taken their stalker stalking relationship to like text now phone. They're just chit chatting. That was your day? It was bad. You made it bad. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Really bad. (laughs) Really bad. He tells her what we kind of discussed earlier that he doesn't want her to fall in love with someone fake he's showing her all his darkest cards and she will love him for those and know he's right for her he tells her that he loves that he scares her loves that she tries to run all the push and the pull and he knows that she does too
0: she says that she doesn't love him or any of it i smile i can't remember the last time i genuinely smiled before i inserted myself into this beautiful creature's life don't you though I see how you try to hide how wet your pussy gets when you're scared. Your nipples get so fucking hard and you clench your thighs tight as if that's going to lessen the need to feel my cock inside of you.
1: She doesn't respond to that, but she does ask if he killed Archie and his family. He tells her that she already knows the answer. She lets him know. Obviously, I did that. She lets him know his little shenanigans have Archie's friends watching her now and then he tells her that he'll keep an eye on a better eye on them because apparently he's already tracking Max and Luke and stuff. Oh, okay. She hangs up on him and he laughs at the video feed of her throwing a fit. So she's like doesn't know that he's just watching her be like, oh, that's a fucking piece of shit and
0: he's like <laughs> Yeah.
1: Fast forward, he's at the club that Addy was at not too long ago, and he climbs up the steps to where Archie's little group has their VIP. He makes it to the top. Max is there fucking the waitress. Like, the waitress is literally bouncing on his dick with the twins sitting next to him. Uh. <laughs> yeah. No shame. No. He steps out of the shadows, screws the silencer on his gun, and shoots a bullet an inch away from Max's head. Max ducks and throws the waitress off of him and onto the floor. The twins and Max reach for their own guns. He tells them, no, not today. And then he tells the waitress to leave. Max wants to know who he is, but he doesn't say. He presses the gun silencer to Max's head. He tells the boys he will say why he is there if all of the guns go on the table and they agree and put their weapons down. He threatens them to leave Addie and die alone because they didn't kill Archie. He did. Max threatens him and he shows Max, his own father, tied and gagged. The shadow doesn't plan to kill his dad, but it's just good leverage to have. So he's just like, are you yeah. going to kill me? Like, here you fucking go. I got your dad already. I'll kill your daddy. <laughs> He tells Max again to leave the girls alone and his dad will live. He goes to leave. Max asks who he is and he replies, you can call me Z. And then he laughs at their faces like draining of color because they probably have heard of him. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like all of the bad people know who Z is. Yeah. Oh, fuck. (laughs) We're now his POV at the Pearl, which is a gentleman's club. Or in other words, his words, like a racist, racist, rapist's. Rapist club, <laughs>
0: a racist club. You know, a gentleman's club. <laughs>
1: yeah. Um, he has a earpiece hidden as in his ear with Jay talking to him, and he's like starts to walk down the hallway. Women in various rooms are stripping or grinding on men. In one particular room, a woman holds out her arm for a man to stub his cigar out on. Yeah. And that man is his target, Mark Williams. He's a senator. And a pedophile. And a pedophile. Oh, yep. God. She's clearly drugged from her glazed over eyes of the fact that she doesn't flinch in pain when Mark puts out the cigars on her arms. Mark shoes her away. He announces himself and asks to join the poker table. Throughout the next several hours, they play poker. He's trying to get in good with them, like keeps the playing field even, even though he could win all the games if he really wanted to. Okay. They chum it up and he calls a girl to his lap, Mark does, Mm -hmm. with a wedding ring glinting on his hand. Ooh, this guy's a piece of shit. Mm -hmm. The shadow says in his POV, his brain, he doesn't say it out loud. He says, Addie won't ever have to worry about that shit when I marry her. That's for damn sure. She doesn't even have to worry about it now. The only pussy I want wrapped around my cock for the rest of my life is hers. Oh, that's what I put. Oh, that's so sweet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mark is a disgusting pig and grabs the girl and makes her grind on him. So like he calls her over and like grabs her, puts her on her lap and like forces her to grind on his dick, which is nasty. Whoa. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. See. the shadow mentions that he wants to throw up but instead he asks like what smells so good and he like looks at the girl he's like do you smell good and he like reaches over and like grabs her to like smell her mm-hmm. but like he makes her knock his drink out of his hand and he pretends to be pissed and is like what the fuck are you doing blah blah blah, blah. You dumb bitch you dumb bitch and then he's like we're actually gonna go to the back you're getting punished and he grabs the girl off mark's lap all the good old boys love this and they're like laughing when he leaves with the girl like, oh yeah dumb bitch yeah dumb bitch punish that bitch hurt her once they get to the back he promises her that he's gonna get her out and with the help of jay he wipes the cameras and then takes the girl out of the gentleman's club
0: nice
1: Saw Gigi diary entry it's the fourth of july it's one of her favorite holidays but not this year john's drunk again and yelling at her and sarah which is her nana addy's nana yeah her daughter sarah's He even throws his glass at the wall. She's growing more afraid of him. John's turning bad. I feel bad for defending him in the beginning. Addie POV. She still hasn't told Daya about her sex capades with her shadow yet. She's upset she doesn't know his name because Daya's over at her house for drinks. I forgot to mention that. Uh, She's upset that she doesn't know his name and Daya immediately is like, why are you upset you don't know his name? Do you fuck him? No. And Addie's like, no. And then she's like, did you suck his dick? And Addie's like, no and dia's like so he ate you out and addy's like maybe (laughs) Uh, Hmm. um no he just fucked me with a gun and then ate me out after he almost bit my
0: clit off and
1: i think i kind of like that dia looks at her and says spill slut and addy closes her eyes and says that man ate the soul out of my body and i don't (laughs) think i've gotten it back yet i know you can judge me i'm judging me too and then dia replies baby girl I'm not judging you, but let me get this straight. You ached him on in a text because you felt like a bad bitch, and then he broke in to make good on his promise, tied your ass up, and you freaked out at first, but then ended up writing his face. <laughs> and she's like, "Yeah, yeah, you hit the nail on that yeah. perfectly." She's like, "I'm some buff. I,
0: um, I want to say it." <laughs>
1: dia pours herself another heavier drink because she's like what the fuck and then she wants to know if he contacted addy since then and she says yes and goes to, on to explain how he told her about not wanting to her to fall in love with something fake oddly nice blah 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 but dia's like yeah that's fucked up they end that conversation and go back to Gigi's cold case Addie's adamant that Gigi stalker did it while dia thinks possibly it's john mm-hmm. i like he think it's john um but dia is smart because she's not entirely wrong she's like well maybe it is the stalker but who knows Mm -hmm. and then addy is like well i won't i don't love him and i won't fuck him either yeah okay bitch
0: i think you're not okay Just like i'll just like let him eat me out yeah Yeah. we have it nothing (laughs) um addy mentions that she
1: understands where dia is coming from but she wants to solve this not only for Gigi but for her nana because Gigi was like her whole world. Um, Daya mentioned she found information on a notorious crime family from the 40s and they can look at that and see if anything matches up. So they pull up a picture of the Salvatore family and it's a really greeny image, but there's a man standing in the back mm-hmm. behind the family. He has a black eye and a busted lip. The photo is dated September 22nd, 1944. Same as the journal entry of when Ronaldo came back. Yeah. So now they know that he worked for the Salvatore family, which is a crime family in the 40s. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then they get really drunk after that. And Addie walks Daya to the guest bedroom and then heads to her room. Sometime later when she's asleep, something brushes across her cheek and wakes her up. She looks at her shadow and says, oh, great, you're here. She's like, you. Um, He can tell that she's drunk and it's making her bold. She stands and stumbles to take her jeans off and demands to know his name. He states that she never even asked. Like,
0: if you asked, I would have told you. Yeah, he's like, don't you want to know anything about you? You think <laughs> I'm just going to introduce myself. Also she's taking her pants off. Just yeah. okay, I'm getting ready for you to enter. She climbs back into bed and straddles her pillow. Addie, he growls his warning. Addie. Addie. <laughs> <laughs> the deep rumble has dampness gathering between my thighs. See, girl. <laughs> it's unfair how his voice has a physical effect on my body, but I guess right now it works for me. I grind on the pillow, tip my head back and moan out, kitty cat. <laughs> I squeak when I see his hand flying towards my face from my peripheral Perif- peripheral like <laughs> keep- book the alcohol has sucked away all my reflexes so when his hand grabs my hair roughly i can do nothing to stop it my back arches as he yanks my head back what i breathe out innocently he leans down and softly brushes his lips against mine electric shocks ignite from where our lips touch i suck in a sharp gasp appalled by the reaction his body creates within my own Zaid, he whispers against my lips that's the only name that will ever leave your lips from now on especially when you're making that little pussy feel good <laughs> and when i'm making that pussy you feel good then you can call me god oh so his name is zade zade yeah I'm Zaid. zade zaddy zaddy <laughs> Zaddy
1: aid. She again taunts him by asking if he is going to assault her tonight by trying to force his dick in her mouth. And he says no, because she's drunk and he would really like it if she not vomited on him. And this pisses her off. And she's like, can she handled my liquor. She's like, I would vomit on you. But it's because that puny dick is in my
0: mouth. Not because the liquor. Oh, tiny weenie. He's like, bitch, you me. know, it's not. Lit. I got a soda can in here.
1: And then <laughs> He stares at her. I hold my breath, waiting for him to snap, to murder me, hurt me, do something. When his free hand reaches to his zipper and he slowly pulls it down, I know I fucked up. You just couldn't keep your mouth shut, Addie, could you? Is what she thinks. I stare at his hand movements like he's about to open up a jar of spiders. He pops the button on his jeans and then stills for a beat. A gasp bursts from my throat as he wrenches my head roughly to his pelvis right as he pulls out his cock. Fuck. Fine. Okay. So maybe his dick is the exact opposite of puny and would surely kill me if he did decide to choke me on it. And maybe it wouldn't be the worst way to die when it's the most mouth-watering thing I've ever seen. I'm sorry, but penises are not
0: cute.
1: <laughs> mouth-watering. Her pussy weeps in response but she will never tell him how hot he looks. He still has his, his other hand in her hair, so he yanks her closer to his dick and asks if she thinks she can handle it. She says yes, but she'll try to bite it off if he tries. Make up your mind. <laughs> he starts to jerk off in front of her face and slaps her cheek with his dick. <laughs> she tries to scramble away, but his grip
0: in her hair won't budge. Slaps that. The mushroom stamp. <laughs> <laughs> it's just that one. You want to act brave? Then I'm going to show you exactly what happens to smart mouths. You're going to swallow my cum like the fucking bad girl you are, and I don't give a fuck if you don't like it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Bad
1: girl. Saucer. Yeah. He continues to jerk off and with reluctance opens her mouth. He flashes a sinister grin before he says, Now thank me. Fucking thank me for letting you swallow all my cum, Adeline. She chokes out thank you. <laughs> And yeah. And as soon as the words leave her mouth, he's coming into it. Her thighs clench together and he says, fuck, that's a good girl as she swallows. He tucks his dick back into his
0: jeans and asks if her pussy is wet for him and to let him see. Again, I do as he says. I slide my thong to the side, plunge my middle finger in deep and present him with the only fuck you I can give. My arousal glistening on the digit. He grabs my hand and brings my finger to his mouth. I resist his hold, but I'm powerless again him his warm wet mouth wraps around my finger and sucks off my juices in one swirl of his tongue i hiss through my teeth (laughs) those electric waves shooting from where he licks me and throughout my body his eyes roll backwards acting as if he's sucking on the best lollipop he's ever had (laughs) he pops my finger from his mouth and it takes a it takes massive strength not to send my fist into his dick he finally releases my hair from his grip and i scramble away from him cute Cute. love it he looks as
1: though none of this has affected him and he says you want to know the best part i was going to tuck you into bed tonight and leave you alone but you seem to forget that just because i am wholly yours little mouse i am not a nice man then we go to a Gigi diary entry ronaldo is taking me out today while john is at work he's taking me on a picnic and then a movie i haven't been able to tell him about john's aggression i pray that when i do tell him he keeps his temper ronaldo has a short fuse even shorter than john's these dangerous dangerous men so now that we know the shadow's name we can refer to him as his name now so zade's pov he's walking down fifth street passing a bunch of offices as mark comes barreling out of a door mark's the sicko yucky boy yeah pedophile
0: senator yeah
1: mark tells him that he will walk with him back to his car, and now that he's run into him, and Zayd's like, I don't want to fucking walk back to my car with you. Mark is talking about nothing when they're about to pass a restaurant, and then he tells Zayd that they have good drinks and they need to stop for some. But Zayd wants to uh, steer him away from the restaurant because guess who's there? Addie. Mm-hmm. They go inside because Mark isn't like swayed away from the restaurant, so. Z- it's like fuck okay we're going in and they get a table right fucking next to her but she hasn't noticed yet because she's writing her book so she's working he keeps his eyes off of her because he doesn't want i put he doesn't want pedo mark to notice her they're there for about an hour and mark is getting more drunk and looking at underage girls with like a really gross like gleam in his eyes Ew. Mm-hmm. and while he's looking at a little girl walking past their table he finally notices Addie. notices her to the point where he takes a picture of her and is in the process of sending it to someone when Zayd stops him Zayd says he's not sending that fucking picture because that's his girlfriend and mark's like why didn't you say hi to her then why didn't you introduce us that's your girlfriend like, because you're a fucking pedo.
0: Uh-huh.
1: And Zaid mentions that he's letting her work in peace. And when she's done, then they'll make a proper introduction. And he tells Mark to delete the fucking picture now. So Zaid makes a mental note to hack into his phone later to make sure the picture is gone because he doesn't trust him. Uh-huh. Mark doesn't listen to him. And he gets up, goes over to Addie, interrupts her and in, introduces himself. Addie is clearly scared. And Zaid tells her like, I'm so sorry, babe. I was going to wait till you are done working. But like, this is Mark. Mark. Addie, blah blah blah. Addie gets the hint and like the kind of like vibe that he's giving off and like just decides to play along and Mark's being really fucking creepy. He tries to again steer Mark back to their table to leave her alone, but he won't. He's like zoned in now on like how beautiful Addy is. Yeah. So he pulls out a chair and like sits down and he's like, How'd you guys meet? What's your story? Like just proceeds to ask a bunch of questions. Yeah. He tells them, I'm gonna go to the restroom real quick, I'll be back. And when he's gone, Zayn's like, just fucking keep playing along. This is a bad guy. I don't want him to focus on you. Like, I'll protect you. Like, just play along, please. Mark returns and asks what she's working on. And she admits that it's her grandmother's cold case. And she says her grandma's name. And he's like, I know that cold case. My father was the detective at the time of it. But he wasn't allowed to work it because of
0: personal interests. Can you guess who his father was? John. No. Ronaldo. Well, Frank. So John and Gigi's friend. John's best friend, Frank.
1: (sighs) The tea. The tea. It's hot. Mark has to leave for business related things, I'm sure. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Um, But he invites them to a charity at his house next weekend. And even I put he dangles like cold case information for Addie to be like incentive to go. Yeah. So he's like, I'll give you a little bit of this if you come to this charity. She's like, okay, cool. See you there. And Zade's walking to her car and mentions that he doesn't want her 10 feet within that guy's house. Like, mm-hmm. don't go there. But she's going to go. So now he has to go so he can protect her. A
0: date. Date night.
1: Fun. <laughs> he's walking to her car and he's telling her like when they go to the party they'll get all the information that he needs that she needs and then afterwards we can pretend to break up because you know they're not breaking up and that will be the end of it he promises her that if you just do this one time you'll be safe afterwards and protected you'll never have to see him again i'll make sure of it Mm -hmm. she says if you're expecting me to say that we're going to break up you are more delusional than you believe me to be there will never be an end to me and you but i can assure you max is not going to be a problem any longer he and i have a nice little talk he's going to be a good boy so like reassuring her that mark's not to be worried about max isn't to be worried about yeah it's already taken care of she says how did you take care of it like are you going to murder him too and he says of course i am slowly (laughs) obviously (laughs) duh (laughs) i'll start with snipping the achilles heel so he can't turn and then and she like cuts him off she's like you're so fucked up She says that she hopes that he goes to prison and he like grabs her and pulls her into his chest. And he's like, will you be my last meal, baby? (laughs) (laughs) Her mouth parts and her breathing hitches. Those light brown eyes are wide and swollen with emotion. Shock, awe, desire. I lean in close, my mouth hovering a mere inch from hers. You taste like heaven. I could feast on that sweet little pussy for hours and still die a starving man. It'll be the closest I'll ever get to God before they inject me with that needle. Don't you agree? She's fucking speechless. So he takes the chance and kisses her. And then he says, you taste like fucking Nirvana. And then they start full on making out. Like she grabs his hoodie to pull him closer and everything. So that's like the first initiative she took to like. Yeah. Be intimate. Yeah. And then a loud... and a little kid asking mommy are they having sex so they like break up and like addy scrambles back and The mom is like, Get in the car.
0: You people are disgusting.
1: Addy turns back around and she's like panting heavily and flushed from both embarrassment and desire. I turn my head to the side, glimpsing over my shoulder to see the blonde woman rushing her child into the car. Her own face is red. She catches me looking and shoots me a glare. I smirk and turn back to my trembling little mouse. She clears her throat, embarrassed and soaking wet by the flush of her cheeks and clenched thighs. She says, That was inappropriate. Don't do that again. Just text me the details of the party, okay? And then she goes on to say, Just text me like a normal fucking number and human you don't have to I know, know who honest. you are
0: yeah, yeah. she's like <laughs> i'm in. this is all yeah she's like quit trying to be cute <laughs> and then she leaves and that's where we're gonna end today's episode <laughs> so how do you feel about it so far it's a lot mm-hmm. i feel like there's i've said it before but like a lot of unknown mm-hmm. i'm excited though Well, we're going to find out all of our answers on the next episode. I can't wait. Don't forget to rate, review, subscribe. Follow us on social media, Smud Up and Listen podcast. And we'll see you later, you horny little rats.